Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, hello, friends. It is Tuesday, February 28, and I'm still here with the Marietta clan. How you guys doing? Good. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, Tuesdays is, we often call it Testimony Tuesdays, and we just love to hear how God is at work in the lives of people who are part of this podcast. So, Frankie, I want to start with you. Can you just give us a little snapshot of how you came to know the Lord? Yeah. Uh, so, um, I came to know the Lord for myself um, when I was about 22, 21, 22 years uh-huh. old. And um, uh, what's, you know, I was certainly raised with, um, you know, some faith and, uh, you know, the idea of um, who Jesus was and those things. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, kind of skipping a lot of, skipping a lot of my growing up piece. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Jesus didn't become real to me until I was in college. Uh-huh. And uh, I was your typical red-blooded American boy, is how I put it, you know. And, you know, um, was really, actually, I was, I, f- I feel like I was really successful at that time in my life, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wasn't necessarily like down in the dumps or, mm-hmm. you know, hitting rock bottom. Yeah. Um, you know, I was uh, co- uh, coaching high school football as an assistant. I was uh, at Central Michigan University in the School of Education. I got accepted to the School of Ed, which back then was very tough to get into, very mm-hmm. rigorous. Um, and so there was a lot of success there and um, success socially, too, like had friends and people. and Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but what's interesting is... Um, even with all the success, I felt like it was my life was pretty empty. Hmm. And uh, I came home from going out with some friends one night and woke up the next morning. It was a Friday morning. Uh, would have been February 19th. Yeah. What year? Uh, 1999. Okay. Yeah. And um, I was all alone uh, in my apartment and uh, hit the shower. And I was kind of, I kind of hit the shower talking to the Lord. <laughs> I was like, man, then, you know, we're doing, you know, coaching football and we had some great athletes at the time. And, uh, you know, man, I got to coach with some, as a young coach, I was really getting to coach with some pretty amazing people too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, just here I am. Lord, I, like, I feel like I'm in the school of that. I'm on my way and felt successful. And, you know, if I... Um, needed a date. I could get a date. Wow! <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> so you're like, as a as a you know twenty year twenty one year old kid, you're feeling pretty good about yeah, yourself. Yeah, it's like all right, but but I felt empty. And I, I remember telling him that. And mm-hmm. why do I feel so empty? And I remember him saying, "Well, you've kind of left me out of it all." In my heart, mm-hmm. I didn't hear any audible voice that would have changed my life. I mean, it was like Frank. Trust me, my voice. But <laughs> 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 my, my, my life would have changed probably a little bit. But it was, well, you know, it sounds like it did change. Yeah, absolutely. even though it wasn't audible. Correct. And I mean, that's the thing too about our scriptures this week too, is like Jesus will flip your world upside down, right? Mm-hmm. And so I remember uh, I literally hit my knees right there in the shower. Wow. Uh, yep. And um, told the Lord I wanted to know him more than anything else in the world, more than football, more than 
um, you know, any of my dreams that I had, mm. I was like, I want to know you more. And uh, I want to know you more than all those things. And uh, I want you in my life. Wow. And so, you know, I just said, hey, there's certainly some things in my life I probably need to get rid of. And there's things in my life I probably need to take up. Right. And I knew I was, <laughs> I think he gave me wisdom enough to know, like, there was no way I was going to do that without him. Yep. And maybe some of you out there listening to can relate, you know, yeah. like, hey, I, I have no idea how I'm going to, you know, uh, move forward, I guess, in those things. Yeah. So I really got up. It was a Saul Paul moment. You know, mm-hmm. that road, Damascus Road. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it just, uh, I got up and I knew it was, I remember giving him a buddy a phone call. I said, hey, it's Friday night. There was no football at that time. It was in February, right? So, okay, yeah. And I was like, I don't even know what to do. And yeah. so uh, they had me over and uh, with some other friends that I knew that were Christians at the time. And, um, yeah, my road started from there. But Your it was super journey. powerful. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It was a super powerful time in my life, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. So that was February 19, 1999. So then, how did you two come to know the Lord? Well, on February 19, what year? I think it was 2019. Yeah, 2019. It's another nine years. Okay, <laughs> 20 years later. 20 yeah. years later, um, and we caught him and at work, and he picked up. and On the phone, right? On the phone, yeah. Hallelujah, we gave our life to Jesus. And, and that's and about all I remember. And... <laughs> Yeah, I think you just fast-forwarded a little bit here. Yeah. So, so continue, Francesca. Rewind. And then we called, and he told us, and Mom asked him, and he told us about how he came to Jesus, and we said that we wanted to, too, and so then we prayed. And this is over the telephone? Start- yeah, and it all started from there. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. I was in ath- athletics at the time, uh, in athletic administration, and, um, you know, it's a very busy life. It's, you know, 7 in the morning, you're closing the gym at 11 and yeah so getting a hold of me was difficult at times yeah uh and so when mom called and i picked up she asked me about it hey do you know what today is of course i know what today is yeah it's and your so spiritual we, birthday yeah yeah so we talked for a few minutes a few weeks ago <laughs> yeah just last yeah. week uh, yeah, last week yeah, yeah 24 years now so mm-hmm. it was cool but uh, they i remember having the conversation here i am in my office uh, and they organically was very much like hey mom we want to do that. Yeah. Right now. Which is so cool to me because we talk a lot in this church about making disciples, right? Yeah. And I think you guys, this is a perfect picture that uh, if you're a parent, your first and most important disciples are your kids, mm. right? I, I mean, you have made two pretty incredible disciples in these two. And they're, I don't, Betsy and I don't just see. Gino and Francesca as your guys' kids. We consider you our friends and our brother and sister in the Lord. So that is so cool. Well, hey, let's jump into our passage for today. It is Matthew 9, 9 through 13. And Francesca is going to read this passage for us. So go for it. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him, and Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teach eat with the tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come 
to call the righteous, but the sinners. Great passage. Yeah. Thanks, Francesca. Well, what jumps out in this passage to you guys? Well, just that people were drawn to him. Mm -hmm. We were drawn to him. Dad was drawn to him. Mm -hmm. We all were just drawn to him in some supernatural way. He's like a beautiful gem. Amen. Like a powerful, beautiful gem. I mean, you see it and you want to follow it. Right. You want to get closer. Yeah, uh-huh. I Jesus. love that, you know. You know, want to know more about it? You mm-hmm. want to know where it came from? You want to know? Mm-hmm. And Jesus loves us all, Jews, Gentiles, and sinners alike. And, yeah. Isn't it cool that Matthew, who was a tax collector, who probably had a terrible reputation among the Jews, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that Jesus, uh, he felt... he. Matthew felt attracted to Jesus. And then and then uh, Jesus like, hey, I'm throwing a party at your house tonight. And a bunch of other quote-unquote sinners show up. And Jesus felt very comfortable in the company of uh, people from all walks of life. Uh, Frank, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I think uh, something I was thinking about this time, you know, certainly I read it. Uh, you know, throughout the week this week and try to marinate on the, the scripture to prepare for today. Um, but uh, interestingly enough, as Francesca's reading it, and we just talked about my testimony a little bit, mm-hmm. um, something else hit me was uh, a little different this time. Hmm. And it's that Matthew knew something. Hmm. He knew something, I think, about himself, and I, he absolutely had to know something about Jesus. Um, for him just to say, follow me, and have Matthew leave his position mm-hmm. and actually follow him, you know, there's there's a power there mm-hmm. that um, I think we can pull from that scripture. Um, it's like Francesca's talking about, like, he was drawn, you know, Matthew was drawn to him. Mm-hmm. There was something that Jesus had to offer, and, you know, and I believe that's freedom. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think for... For me, when I read it, I'm reminded of that man. I wanted to, I, when I said, <laughs> I want to know you more than football. I want to know you more than all these things. I mean, yep. keep in mind, and I won't name names, but you know, I had had a very talented, you know, young man who ended up playing in college. He wanted to went on to play, you know, uh, I believe a semi pro, and then you know, now he's coaching in the NFL. Mm. And then you know, we had another another couple of players that went on to do some other pretty cool things too in other sports like wrestling. Mm-hmm. And coaching at major universities. I mean, and so you know my you know my thing is that um, I did lay it down. I didn't coach the next couple of seasons. Mm. Um, Ended up working with I. I laid a lot of things down. I obviously finished the school of that, but I and and some of that I wish I wouldn't have done. Some of I wish I was like, man, I probably should have kept coaching at the time. But um, I was so hungry and so thirsty. Uh, and wanted other people to feel that I, what I was feeling, mm-hmm. you know, to sit amongst all my uh, all my friends mm-hmm. and say, "Man, you got to know what I, what, you, you know, who is." Let me tell you about Jesus. Yeah, you know, um, you know. I remember that song. Who is this King of Glory that mm-hmm. offers me this peace? Mm-hmm. And uh, is it Matt Powell or is yeah, his name it's Powell? Third day, Mac, 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 Powell. Mac Powell. Yeah, yeah yep. that guy. But I mean, so there was. So to me, it's very genuine. From my experience, as I read that, I'm like, ah, I can kind of relate to Matthew a little bit there. Yeah. And so I think we all can. Uh, just laying down your old life. 
Yeah. Yeah. Now I ended up coaching football again and, you know, God, I think brought it all back, but there's a, I ended up doing some, uh, campus ministry at that time when you say, well, what'd you do, Frank? Did you just go to school? No, I was doing some campus ministry at the time and ended up working in a men's ministry on campus, uh, taking kids on mission trips, uh, you know, college students. Um, yeah. There, so I was leading some other ways mm-hmm. and then, um, but yeah, I just kind of called the timeout like athletics, right? I just called a timeout in the game of life, and I mm. said timeout, and uh, um, God gave it all back, mm. which was pretty cool. Yeah, but probably gave it back in a different in a, way. In a different way, you bet. With a different perspective. Yeah. Wow, that's a powerful story. It is. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it had to. Matthew had to be drawn to him and stuff because, as a tax collector. You didn't make, like, good money back mm-hmm. in the day. Right. Mm-hmm. So for him to leave that job, mm-hmm. he had to see. He had to feel like what dad felt like that. That's right. Hungriness. And... Right. Absolutely. You're getting buco bucks every day when you were a tax collector. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah. yeah. And to lay down your buco bucks in order to follow Jesus Mm-hmm. He had to be quite a gem, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guys, great reflections today. And thanks for sharing your testimonies and how you started your, uh, your life following Jesus. That is so cool. All right. Well, friends, thanks for listening. God bless you. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.